0: Welcome to episode 14 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian. My name is Ross Hodges, and I'm here with my brothers, Dr. Gabriel Williams and Reverend John Payne. And we are uh, now about eight weeks removed uh, from some tragic events uh, that took place in Charleston. Uh, June 17th, uh, the evening of June 17th, Dylan Roof, a white supremacist, uh, walked into Uh, The historic Emmanuel AME Church in downtown Charleston sat with uh, some black brothers and sisters during a prayer meeting and then uh, opened fire and killed nine of them, Mm. murdering them in cold blood after they had welcomed him to their uh, gathering. And even though it's been only eight weeks, the news media has now moved on. They're talking much more about Donald Trump um, than pretty much anything else. Uh, but we have not moved on, have we, brothers? No, we haven't. We are mm-hmm. here. We are in Charleston. Uh, Charlestonians have not forgotten. Um, and we wanted to, to take some time today and talk about this, how this has impacted our community, um, our lives, uh, our churches, mm-hmm. um, and and where we go from here. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'll start here. So one of the things that we do know about living in Charleston is that we walk by Emmanuel Ame almost on a regular basis. And we still see many individuals dropping off flowers. We still see cards and notes. We still see people praying at Emmanuel Ame at this mm-hmm. point. And so, for Charleston, this isn't just a blurb in the news has passed on. This is something that has deeply affected the actual community. But what's been most encouraging has been the response from The churches in the community and when you consider the fact that this is still a southern city there's still a sense which people believe that we are deeply separated on matters of race here the most beautiful aspect that we saw was that we saw the church united Mm, so we did not see a black church and a white church after Emmanuel Amy occurred we saw a community of believers and churches working together to comfort the families Uh, at Emmanuel AME. We saw individuals raising money for the funerals. We saw Mm -hmm. individuals comforting the actual families. We saw people who probably don't ordinarily go downtown, going downtown simply to pray with members of the church. And so we've seen much more good that has come from this. And John, maybe you Mm -hmm. can talk about this more, but isn't this just like God himself to take this situation and to Use, uh, use the evil that happened and to promote His own glory.
2: Yeah. Oh boy, isn't it the case? Uh, it really is a, a microcosm of, uh, of the Gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the eternal Son of God who became man is being led to the cross on Calvary, mm-hmm. and He's being spit upon and mocked mm-hmm. and beaten, mm-hmm. a crown of thorns placed on His brow, and He's laid down on this cross, and He's nailed to it, and they lift Him up, and He's bleeding and dying. And you look at that, and you think, what good could come out of this? Mm. Uh, His disciples have dispersed. Uh, All have left Him. Even the the Father has turned His face away, Mm. because our sins are upon Him. God is pouring out His wrath upon His sinless Son for us. And you think, what good could come of this? And yet, what is the greatest uh, act of infamy in these soldiers and uh, the Jewish leaders putting Jesus Christ on the cross. Uh, what is the the, the the most horrendous murder that has ever taken place? God uses it to bring the salvation of His elect. Amen. And so you look at this situation with Dylan Roof. He goes in with these this desire to start a race war. That's right. Uh, to stir up hatred and division right. within Charleston. And what do, what happens? In God's providence, I recognize some by common grace, but, but uh, with many true believers mm-hmm. coming together and saying we will not be divided, mm-hmm. actually this situation brought healing in Charleston. That's right. uh, we know that mm-hmm. uh, most uh, uh, of the slave trade was brought through the ports of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this town, as beautiful as it is, as we walk through historic Charleston, uh, it has a stained history because of slavery and that's always lingering, that's always in the background, it's a part of the story of Charleston and so this situation uh, could have been explosive. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've seen in other parts of the country where uh, racist acts have brought about great uh, right. Difficulties That's and terrible. looting and and fighting and, and and further uh violence, but here there was really none of that mm-hmm. and what you had was a community coming together and I'll i 'll never forget going down there a couple of days after the murders, going down to the steps of the a m e church, and with about three or four hundred five hundred people there okay. uh mostly uh, African-Americans and praying with them and singing with them and I was overwhelmed with emotion a number of times as we were singing uh, gospel songs, some of which I knew, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, uh, which, I, which I was so blessed to be singing those and uh, to hear some of the voices, I thought, I think I'm surrounded by professional singers here, and uh, to, to know that just a few steps away from where we were, praying and singing, uh, these dear brothers and sisters during a prayer meeting were killed, and yet here we are, praying, giving praise to God, praying for the families, united blacks and whites together, uh, in the service of our Lord. It was a moving, moving time.
0: Amen. You know, the, for anybody listening who doesn't live uh, in this area, something that struck me, and I, I found uh, very saddening and very frustrating, during sort of the first two or three weeks was the way the media uh, was handling it. I mean, no surprise there that we're frustrated with the media. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, there seemed to be this desire to, to turn it into a race war mm-hmm. or to turn it into something about gun control um, mm-hmm. or, uh, you, you know, you take, take your pick of the issues that they brought up and it seemed to me they were, they were glossing over um, or maybe just willfully um, looking past what you're saying is that um, you have people from very different backgrounds uh, people who normally wouldn't be spending a whole lot of time together certainly not um, in you know in the context of, of uh, type of worship um, but this bringing them together mm-hmm. and how uh, there's a Facebook tag that said something that instead of a race war um, Dylan Ruth unwittingly started a grace war mm-hmm. and we see the God, as you're saying, as you have described, um, bringing, um, even, even in small ways, bringing uh, some, some healing and uh, some good things out of this in- incredibly dark and, and evil act. And even atheistic reporters around the country were scratching their
2: heads and, and, and expressing uh, amazement over the forgiveness That's that the right. families right. offered Dylan Roof to his face. Mm -hmm. just one day after the murders Mm -hmm. took place. What an extraordinary show of love and forgiveness. And these are individuals that have experienced the love and the forgiveness and the mercy of God through faith in Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and because of that are able to express that forgiveness to others. And that is... That's the gospel, isn't it? It is. Uh, that thats working in and through these people's
1: lives. Well, we also know that when we just look at the outside world, they do not understand what true reconciliation is. Right. Mm. So when we look at how the world judges these sort of events, they're not looking at it from the viewpoint that um, God himself can actually take two sets of individuals, two sets of people who have no... Relationship and to draw them together by His grace, mm. all they see is the potential hostility and the potential uh, rioting that could occur yeah. for this. And what was really marvelous about the actual events was that uh, unbelievers who probably never would have stepped into a church, they saw a visual picture of God's reconciliation towards us. Mm. Right? And the church's response to the world that's Mm. what they saw and just as it confused the people in the first century it's confusing meaning today because the Christian ethic is it's not just mere you get what you deserve sort of uh, indifferent justice what the grace of God has uh, told and instructed us is that we've been more forgiven than anything we could ever deserve. We have demerited anything of any value. Mm. But what has happened is that God himself has intervened. God himself has reconciled us to himself. Mm. And when it comes to racial reconciliation, that is how this is dealt with. Uh, We don't deal with racial reconciliation by trying to get uh, constituencies to come together for a compromise. That's not how we get racial reconciliation. We get racial reconciliation when uh, individual members are humbled by the grace of God yes. and they don't see their brother as just another racial constituency they have to try to understand. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they see their
2: brother. Yeah, and we do understand each other because we're all sinners and mm-hmm. we need God's grace. The, uh, sin is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Paul is making this point over and over again, and here it's important, isn't it, to bring up the doctrine of union with Christ. Mm -hmm. Because union with Christ is not just me as an individual being in union with my personal savior uh, in my own personal walk with God that Mm -hmm. really has no bearing on the way that I live in community with others. Yes, I have union with Christ, and from that flow the benefits of of that union, regeneration, justification, Mm -hmm. uh, adoption, sanctification, glorification. But my union with Christ is not just me and Christ. It's me and Christ and the body of Christ, which are all of the members mm-hmm. in union. And Everybody so, who's been adopted. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody who is in Christ is united. So we give thanks to God, not only for union with Christ, but union with one another in Him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. people of all colors and backgrounds and ethnicities <laughs> who have put their faith and their trust in Him. And in Ephesians chapter 4, it calls us uh, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, so walking in a manner worthy to which we have been called in the gospel, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Now listen, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, because there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all, who is over all and through all and in all. And that's Blacks, whites, uh, uh, people from all different backgrounds, languages, nationalities, ethnicities—we are, if we are in Christ, we are united to Him together, and that—that's the message that this sends, isn't it? Amen. That uh, there is reconciliation with God, but with one another in Him. Mm.
0: Amen. 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 That's that's the only, the only reconciliation that that would have any sort of lasting, uh, any sort of lasting value. Because we no matter what brings us together um, in this life as any particular group or community that can always be shattered in this life, mm-hmm. and whether it's blood or whether it's a you know a, a university and whether it's a, a team, whether it's even um, you know the you read biographies of people who have been in the military and they they're very, very unified with the people that they're serving with, all of that can be shattered and will be shattered by sin mm-hmm. in some way or another but the union that we have with Christ and in Christ with one another, that can never be broken.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, this has been a great discussion uh, regarding uh, these events that, of course, were terrible and broke our hearts when they took place. But we give mm-hmm. praise to God uh, for the way that He has used it uh, amazingly, Amen. counterintuitively, to bring healing and blessing to the Charleston community. Continue to pray for the Charleston yes. community and mm-hmm. ways that we can continue to reach out to one another. <laughs> In love. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Between the Times. We look forward uh, to next time.